And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Welcome in to the Iowa Caucus Project podcast brought to you by the Iowa Caucus Project from Drake University. I'm your host, John Hurl, and I am very excited uh, to get started with this inaugural edition of the podcast. Of course, the goal of the Iowa Caucus Project and of this podcast is to bring you the story of the Iowa Caucus's through the eyes of Iowans and, and through the, the eyes of Drake University students. Um, couldn't be more excited to get started. And that being said, uh, we have a really, really great episode lined up for you uh, for episode one. Uh, we will bring in Josh Cook, a former Drake Bulldog, current member of the Iowa Starting Line team, uh, to talk about his experience covering the caucuses. Additionally, Tanner Halloran will come in for our Meet the Member section of the podcast, uh, where we will get to talk uh, to the members of the Iowa Caucus Project, get to know them a little bit better, and get to know uh, why they're here and what they're excited about. And finally, we will tell you when and where the candidates are going to be this week in the uh, calendar section of the podcast to to finish things up. Uh, But that being said, without further ado, let's get started. Uh, Josh Cook is going to be our first uh, interview up on the pod. Well, welcome in uh, Josh Cook. Uh, Josh Cook is a rural and healthcare beat reporter for Iowa Starting Line, graduated from Drake in 2017 with degrees in journalism and political science. Uh, While at Drake, Josh wrote for the Times Delphic and was a contributor to Drake Political Review. He's originally from Oregon, Illinois, uh, and is a lover of the Chicago Bears, or excuse me, Chicago Cubs and Bears and, Bears, uh, and baseball caps. Josh, thank you uh, for agreeing to come in. You know, we're friends, and yeah. I, I'm totally stoked to have you in. Uh, yeah, to, uh, to exciting. Be on this is my first time back on Drake's campus. Um, well, in this building, I've been back once for the AARP candidate forums on the healthcare stuff. But yeah, fun to be back on campus and yeah. got to go say hey to some of my professors. Yeah, today. you're going to have to say what's up uh, to the to the people that uh, kind of really, you know, helped you get where you where you are now, yeah. uh, which is, uh, as we mentioned, for, at, uh, for a small fee, <laughs> a small fee of the, the college tuition. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, first, let's just let's just talk about, you know, like I like I said, you're from Illinois mm-hmm. uh, and you're coming into the uh, Iowa as an outsider. Uh, kind of talk to me on what, what's your experience been with Iowans, particularly rural Iowans, um, because that's one of the beats that you're on. Uh, and, and kind of what's your experience been like uh, as an outsider looking at the caucuses? Yeah, um, I think it's really interesting. First of all, uh, Illinois is a dumpster fire of a political <laughs> landscape. So um, people don't trust government there. They don't they, they hardly participate. Um, and most of the conversation in Illinois is about how terrible elected officials are. Um, so coming to Iowa is a complete, I, I mean, there's still a general distrust for politicians. I think that's everywhere in America. But in Iowa, people take it very seriously. Um, they are interested in coming out to see candidates. They're interested in shaking their hands, taking photos, getting to ask, excuse me, getting to ask their own individual questions to these people. Um, and for me, that's really refreshing, having come from Illinois, where so many people just seemingly have given up um, on their on their ability to vote and vet candidates and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been really fun. And I didn't come to Drake with intentions to do politics, but um, you know, when you have everybody who wants to be the president on your campus, it's it's really hard to avoid. So, um, yeah, it's been refreshing for me, and it's been a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, speaking of that, I, I asked you how you were, uh, you know, when you when you came in and, mm -hmm. and you said busy. Yeah. And I can imagine you were. So kind of what's your weekly schedule look like? When are you getting these assignments? And and uh, what are you kind of when are these events taking place? When are you writing? Can kind of take me to, through your schedule? Yeah. So um, most of us on the starting line team are in the office from about 830 in the morning until about 5 p.m. most of the weekdays. Um, obviously, barring if we have to go out to events. So we do our planning meetings for the week and on Monday mornings um, and just kind of schedule out a little editorial content um, calendar for the week um, and then start turning out stories. And as far as events, it's just kind of whenever things come up. Uh, unfortunately, in the political landscape, things happen in the last 36, 48, 72 hours mm -hmm. before something mm -hmm. actually happens. Mm -hmm. So um, we generally don't know about an event until that event is about to start, um, mm -hmm. which is an absolute mess. Um, we shoot to work about 50 hours a week. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Just kind of depends. Um, Saturday, there was a congressman that represents Silicon Valley in the U.S. House in Jefferson, Iowa, which is about an hour northwest of here. Um, found out about that event. I left my apartment at about 7.45 on Saturday <laughs> morning, and I got back to my apartment about 10.30 at night yeah. um, and just pretty much working the whole day. I did have some time in Mason City to do some fun touristy stuff. Um, that's like this town that inspired the music man. So yeah, I went and saw yeah. a bunch of that. And it's also a huge Frank Lloyd Wright town. So got to do some of that stuff. But I mean, that's that's pretty typical is like, you know, on a Saturday or a Sunday, um, your whole day is going to yeah, be gone yeah. because that's the days that um, these people have the time to come into Iowa and talk to people. So um, yeah. And then, you know, it, most of the day is writing, um, drinking coffee and writing. Mm -hmm. um, it just kind of depends on, on what we've got. But yeah, we usually, pretty much everybody on staff shoots for four to six stories a week. So yeah. uh, it's it's quite a lot of content <laughs> getting turned out on the website now, especially compared to when it was just Pat a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now we have five full-time writers. So mm -hmm. it's a ton of content. Really revamped. Yeah, the, the growth of Iowa Starting Line, obviously. Anybody, anybody that follows Iowa politics knows how uh, Starting Line went from, you know, one of a smaller smaller blog, um, you know, just kind of Pat Reinard, you know, mm -hmm. another Drake grad mm -hmm. um, doing this himself. And, you know, now it's, it's grown into to really a, a, a media organization that does have a little bit of force behind it, a little bit of um, a, a good following, uh, particular, particularly by people um, on the left side of the spectrum. And, of mm -hmm. course, that's important with the, with the Democratic caucus mm -hmm. um, coming to Iowa. Uh, but, you know, you know, you already kind of gave me your weekly schedule. Kind of talk to me. What are, what are some of the favorite <coughs> stories uh, that you've gained in your time so far working uh, for starting line and, and following the caucuses? Yeah. Um, I think anything where I get to go. So I, I do rural and healthcare stuff. The rural stuff um, has mostly consisted of the ethanol discussion, mm -hmm. um, the E15 waiver, mm -hmm. and then all of these RFS um, mm -hmm ethanol blending waivers and exemptions that have happened. Um, and to toot my own horn, Starting <laughs> Line uh, has really been kind of like driving the narrative on that in Iowa for a little mm -hmm. while. Um, I was able to put out a few like really basic explainer pieces right before Trump came here for a fundraising mm -hmm. in July. Um, and then he got a bunch of pushback on him while he was here. Um, and obviously that's not due to me, but um, it, it's really fun to see stuff like that. So a lot of that ethanol stuff has been really fun. It's also been an opportunity to meet and interview some really influential people, especially when it comes to some of this environmental stuff. Um, the California Air Resources Board was just in Iowa a couple weekends ago um, to talk about expanding ethanol usage in California. Yeah. And that's crazy. Um, California Air Resources Board is one of the most politically influential um, environmental groups in the United mm -hmm. States. 
um, and, you know, getting to talk to their CEO, Richard Corey, like that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um Favorite stories, yeah. Um, I mean, I know that you, uh, we were talking about this before, played baseball with uh, Bernie Sanders. Yes, yeah. So I didn't write that story, but yeah, Bernie Sanders had a, uh, he had an event at the Field of Dreams in Dyersville. Um, and originally it was supposed to be a media team versus a Bernie Sanders team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then CNN was like organizing this whole thing. And then the day, maybe the night before the event or the day of, um, CNN executives pulled the plug and were like, oh, we're not gonna let our reporters play in this. This is a campaigning event. Um, they were like selling some memorabilia at the game. Funds from that were gonna go directly to Bernie Sanders. Um, so then <laughs> that led to just a pitfall of ABC, NBC, CBS, all these companies pulled their reporters out mm-hmm. of it. So by the end of it, it was like me and three other Iowa reporters. <laughs> so we played with a, a youth charity um, and it was super fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Um, I didn't write that story, but obviously what a time. I mean, yeah. for me, I'm an avid baseball fan. To get the chance to play softball in the Field of Dreams, one, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Two, for that to somehow cross paths with politics yeah. in my career, um, it was a it was a match made in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but th- that's such a good time. And then also uh, around July 4th, I followed Bernie Sanders around for two days. Um, yeah. And that was one of my more fun stories just because it's full of all sorts of little fun, yeah. colorful tweets and yeah. stuff that I'd put out over the week, getting videos and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, the first story that I did for Iowa Starting Line is probably one of my favorite, though. Um, we had gotten a tip that this county in southern Iowa... Uh, there was nowhere to buy shoes after a shop co closed, yeah. um, and we had no idea what the validity of it was. But Pat was like, "Well, go down there and find the story." And so this was like my second day yeah. on the team. I just had to drive two and a half hours down south and go find a story. Um, and gosh, it was fun. It was really yeah. fun. Good old fashioned journalism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it's my understanding that you almost. Uh, inadvertently assassinated uh, Bernie Sanders, too, in this softball game. Assassinated might be a harsh <laughs> word, but, um, yeah, first at bat, um, it's slow-pitch softball. I can't help being, you know, having yeah. a great, masterful yeah. baseball swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I hit a comebacker right back at his legs. Um, and to his credit, you know, these people want to say that Bernie Sanders is too <laughs> old, but that man has reactions like a cat, and he got <laughs> out of the way. So, uh, yeah, that was a scary moment. Um, and... I get asked about it all the time. Whenever I see national reporters in these embeds, they're like, oh, you're the kid who almost took out Bernie's (laughs) leg, right? Yeah. Yep, I guess that's me. That's awesome. Well, is, you know, is there anything that you found surprising covering the caucuses? Anything surprising about the candidates? Anything surprising about Iowa? Um, Just something that you didn't really think about going in that now you kind of know? I guess for me, I thought... I don't know if thought is the right word. I was, I guess I was hoping that the whole process would be a little more fluid than it's turned out to be. Um, I try not to get it too attached to any of the candidates, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's fun to kind of like see the energy of some of these lower, lower polling candidates. Um, and it just feels like so many of them are like primed and in position to break out. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some of them, they have some moments like that. And for some of them, it just never comes. Um, and it's really weird to watch because obviously every campaign, I'm just constantly in, in contact with campaign communications people who are amazing. Um, but, you know, they're constantly trying to just build the argument, these campaigns are that, oh, our candidate's ready for a breakout. This candidate's ready for mm-hmm. a breakout. Um, and here we are at the end of the summer coming into the school year. We're less than five months away from the caucuses. And who's leading? Bernie, Biden, and Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. And those were like the big three from the beginning. Yeah. Um, Pete Buttigieg does have a lot of momentum in Iowa and he, 
get some of the biggest crowds. I mean, he regularly draws thousands of people to events. So um, he's like the one person that could make a move. But yeah, I was really hoping that at some point I would see somebody go from like yeah. 1% in the polls yeah. to like 11. That would be so yeah. cool to see, but it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that obviously that's been one of the dominant narratives coming out of national uh, news organizations is that the the big three uh, kind of they are who we who we thought they were mm-hmm. uh, in a sense. Yeah. Um, and, and Josh, you know, I don't want to take any more of your time. Uh, anything else that you want the audience to know? Uh, where can we follow you on Twitter and where can we read your stories if we want to? Yes, um, I personally would highly recommend checking out IowaStartingLine.com. Um you know, there's a the worldfactcheck.org or whatever it's <laughs> called is like a this website that ranks um, websites basically on like places them on a political spectrum and says how factual they are. Uh, we are categorized on the website as like mildly liberal leaning, but we've never failed to fact check. So if you want to know what's really going on, I would highly recommend checking us out. You can find me on Twitter um, at Josh underscore Cook underscore Josh underscore Cook was taken, had to add the, <laughs> the second underscore. <laughs> Um, follow along. I tweet and stuff. Um, and yeah, just just check out IwasStartingLine.com. We also have a podcast, Iowa Starting Line podcast, which I produce. And we have a newsletter um, that we send out Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, which is general horse race information. We send out some of our stories, other people's stories that are interesting. So um, yeah, anytime you Google Iowa Starting Line, will definitely be the first result. And uh, highly recommend going to our website. If you ever want to get in touch with me, feel free to reach out through Twitter or whatever. Um, but yeah, we're always looking for stories. So even if you're not... Um, looking to read stuff if you have stories to pitch us we're open to that as well but yeah check us out and follow us along and we'll give you a little insight into iowa politics absolutely thank you again so much absolutely uh, for thank you for having me on Appreciate super it. fun yep bye Welcome in. Uh, this is the part of the podcast uh, we're going to call Meet the Member. Uh, it's where we're going to co- have a member of the Iowa Caucus Project team uh, come in and sit down and kind of introduce themselves to the audience and uh, have the floor for a little bit. Uh, so I am very excited uh, on this first edition of the podcast to have Tanner Halloran uh, come in and talk about himself. And so Tanner, without further ado, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, uh, kind of name hometown major, uh, the basic college introduction. Perfect. Thank you, John, for having me. Um, so I'm from Sigourney, a small town in southeast Iowa, about 2,000 um, residents. Let's see, I'm a sophomore here at Drake University studying politics and graphic design. Um, yeah, I mean, super excited about the Iowa caucus. Um, mm. This will be my first official caucus where I can actually vote, I guess, mm. in that sense. Um, back in 2016, I was a youth delegate, so a little different in that sense. Um but yeah, definitely excited about this caucus. Um, obviously, we have a ton of different candidates. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm definitely expecting a large turnout this caucus. So definitely interested to see who's all going to come out of the woodworks. Well, Tanner, the, the interesting thing about you is that you have, uh, I mean, one of the one of the most uh, impressive, coolest uh, political backgrounds out of, out of anybody at Drake. And can you kind of explain uh, how you got involved with the Democratic Party and, and actually gained a chairmanship <laughs> uh, in Keokuk County? Yeah. So um, back in... Oh, God, let's see here. 2017, um, I became um, vice chair of the Keka County Democrats, so my um, local county uh, group. Um, Our chair later resigned, um, so I became the chair um, at 17 and a half years old, uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is very daunting. Um, But subsequently, I was also the youngest county chair at that point elected in the state. Um, Also probably going to be the youngest for a long time. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) 
maybe one of the good things about living in rural Iowa at that um, point um, kind of propelled into a leadership position. Um, Throughout, like, my democratic politics, though, um, definitely a lot of other positions as well. Um, I'm also a member of the 2nd District uh, Democrats. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm actually their finance chair. So I am tasked with um, helping fundraise $10,000 each cycle for our um, House candidate. Mm -hmm. Additionally, I also am a member of uh, College Young Democrats of Iowa. I serve as their finance director as well. So I have <laughs> to fill out all of the uh, state reports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not the most fun job, but um, definitely a great organization overall. And then also, uh, probably my last um, job, I guess, in a way, is a member of the State Central Committee for the Iowa Democratic Party. So um, this is the governing body. Um, so we vote on um, everything and anything, really. Uh, and, and I actually, <clears throat> you forgot to mention, uh, you're also a clerk at the state house. <laughs> uh, lo- lo- such a long list of, uh, of, of a kind of political resume that y- you almost forget to, to mention. Some yes, of things. yes. Also a clerk. Thank you yeah. for thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you actually have the opportunity to to clerk uh, in the Senate in the Iowa Senate, which is a great uh, a great great thing to do. Uh, but Tanner, uh, kind of now talking about the the caucuses, uh, what are you most excited to get involved with with Caucus Project, and what have you already kind of done on the on the website and for the team? Yeah, great. Um, so I am part of the campus engagement team um, for the Iowa Caucus Project. So um, I'm also involved with Drake Democrats. I'm kind of really excited to bring new members into our fold as well as for college Republicans. Um, It's my belief that everyone should get out and vote and also Mm -hmm. caucus subsequently. Um, (laughs) Obviously, when you come to Iowa, um, it's a very exciting time um, each four years. Even if you're not super interested in politics, it's still a really um, amazing opportunity that you should take advantage of. Um, So definitely super excited to start planning events and bringing candidates to campus. Um, currently kind of outside of Caucus Project, but kind of also um, involved with them. I'm working on getting uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg to campus, so um, really excited um, to have that happen. But yeah, I mean, overall in general, just getting students engaged. um, Students alone are um, the second largest voting demographic um, compared to um, older generations mm-hmm. um, in the United States. So um, just getting them turned out to vote um, definitely going to be important um, as we kind of start to take on um, that leading uh, group. Absolutely, Tanner. Uh, and before we get you on out of here, uh, why don't you take a minute to yourself, uh, kind of tell us where we can follow you on Twitter uh, <laughs> and maybe even Instagram too if you want to. Okay. Um, let's see if I can get this right. So I think my Twitter is just at Tanner O-H, T-A-N-N-E-R-O-H. Instagram, oh God, um, I think at Tanner Halloran, T-A-N-N-E-R-H-A-L-L-E-R-A-N. Definitely check it out. I'm sure it'll get tagged on uh, by the yeah, Iowa yeah. Caucus Project. Yeah, just look, look on our social media for, for things too. So, yeah. well, Tanner, thank you again for coming thank in. I uh, really, really enjoyed it, and uh, that was meet the member of Iowa Caucus Project, uh, Tanner Halloran edition. Uh, we'll be back with the schedule of events for the uh, next week, uh, and then we'll get you on out of here on the Iowa Caucus Project podcast. And finally, on the Iowa Caucus Project, we're going to give you the calendar of events for the next 10 days. Uh, These are campaign events going on in central Iowa that Drake students and faculty uh, can uh, attend if they're interested in the candidates. So on Friday, September 13th at 9 a.m., Steve Bullock is going to be at New Horizons Academy. Uh, He will join Caucus for Kids Facebook Live and an event sponsored by Every Child Matters Iowa. 
Next up, Tulsi Gabbard on September 14th uh, from 10 to 11.30 a.m. will be at Gazellig Brewing Company in Newton, Iowa for her Newton Town Hall. Elizabeth Warren and Julian Castro will be at the Iowa Events Center on September 21st at noon for the People's Presidential Forum uh sponsored by Iowa Citizens for the Community Improvement. And finally, uh, the big event that everyone will be talking about, everyone will be at, uh, is the Polk County Steak Fry. That's going to take place on Saturday, September 21st. Uh, It takes place from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And listen to this lineup of candidates that they have. They will have Michael Bennett, Joe Biden, Cory Booker, Steve Bullock, Pete Buttigieg, Julian Castro, Bill de Blasio, Tulsi Gabbard, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, Tim Ryan, Bernie Sanders, Joe Sestak, Tom Steyer, Elizabeth Warren, Marianne Williamson, and finally Andrew Yang. So that is the list of uh, the lineup of candidates that will be at the Polk County Steak Fry on September 21st, the premier place uh, to see the candidates if you are in the Des Moines area. More information uh, on that can be found at polkdems.com where you can RSVP uh, if you want to go to the event. And with that, we have reached the end of this week's edition of the Iowa Caucus Project podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I'm your host, John Hurl. We'll be back next week with more coverage of the Iowa caucuses. Thank you so much for tuning in.